When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, friends. It's time for Sunday service. And I'm going to start this Sunday service off with a trigger warning. Yeah, I know in my first episode I said I'm not going to give another one, but I'm treading in shark-infested waters today because I'm going to be talking about the mental health field. And why all of a sudden, everybody seems to have some kind of fucking disorder, whether it's anxiety or depression or ADD, ADHD, whatever people can come up with, they just throw on their self now. And I'm going to share my two cents and my realizations I've had around all this and share some shit that people are not seeing. And what comes with that is people having to take accountability and see their self and they're not going to like it. So I'm going to piss some people off with this one. But if this fits you, Cinderella, if the shoe fits, reflect a little, okay? Get past your little being triggered and fucking reflect and think about it. That was the meanest trigger warning I could have ever made. (laughs) But I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm going to be talking about some heavy shit. So the first thing I need to get off my chest, this dumb bitch came on my TikTok I made a couple of days ago and tried to discredit me because she said I had no training in the field of psychology and I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about and what I was saying didn't hold weight because I didn't have training or a title. And I just want to bring something to people's awareness. Not everybody feels the need to flash their title to feel credible. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? I don't need to go and tell everybody I'm a registered nurse. I'm a whole ass RN, bitch. I have training in psychology. I have training with mental health disorders. I've taken extra courses on it. A lot of people don't know that I'm a nurse because I don't feel the need to throw that out. I don't need to prove that what I say is valuable because I went to school and got a degree. That doesn't fucking matter. Any Joe Schmo can go get a title and go get a degree. It does not make you any more or less credible. I mean, it does give you a little more credibility, but... A lot of people have titles and are dumbasses, like they're dipshits, have no clue what they're doing. Like just because someone is a therapist, it doesn't mean they're a good one. Just because someone has a job, it doesn't mean they're going to do it. Anyone can read a book and pass a test because a lot of the people I went to nursing school with were goddamn idiots and I'm shocked that they passed. But getting a certification, getting a license, getting anything like that is all about your ability to read information, memorize it, and then take a test. Any Joe Schmo can do that. You don't have to be fucking special to have a title. That's why I don't think titles hold weight. That's why I don't feel the need to go throw my title around. If you don't want to listen to what I have to say, I don't care. And honestly, anyone that's a human being has experience with psychology because we're all living it, dumbass. Like, oh my God, this girl just got me mad. Like, she tried to discredit me because she thought that I was not qualified to talk about what I was talking about. Little did she fucking know I am. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, but I have training and I have knowledge and experience with this field, personally and also professionally. That is the worst thing you can ever do when it comes to me is try to make me look stupid because I own where I'm deficient. I own it if I don't fucking know something. And you never know 
everything there is to know about me. Sorry. So now that I just put out the fact that I'm a nurse, now you ain't got shit to say, bitch. But my whole point in that was don't let someone big dick you because they have a title and you don't. There are certain times where a title is important and I get it. But the people that feel the need to flash their title and try to discredit others because they don't have a certain title is some pussy shit. Okay, that's some insecure, unaware, so asleep you're snoring behavior. So let's move on to the popularity of mental health disorders. So there's two standpoints I'm going to go at this from. I'm going to go at it from the standpoint of the medical field and why diagnoses are being thrown out so easily now. And I'm also going to go about it on the standpoint of why people want to be diagnosed. That's a perspective people don't consider. But I'm going to do both. Here I go. (laughs) Okay, so from the medical side of it, when people are trained, they're usually trained to diagnose and treat. So when you're trying to diagnose, you kind of have this underlying tone of like, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with this person because typically you have a list of symptoms and if they fit it, then they have this problem and you treat this problem. So you're looking at people like they have a fucking problem. You're trying to diagnose if they do or don't. A lot of practitioners think that just diagnosing something and throwing a medication at it is useful. And they also think that when you look at a list of symptoms and someone fits that list, that that's what the person has. That's what the person is suffering from. And then they're going to try and go about treating that. So a lot of practitioners think it's really cut and dry. I know that there's a lot that are helpful. There's a lot that are like a way more aware, but a lot of them are fucking asleep. So they think that if this person fits these symptoms, they have this problem. Now let's treat this problem. And then they try to treat it. Every single person is different. So one size fits all is like the worst approach you could fucking take. But who has time to do that? From the perspective of the therapist or the psychologist, who the fuck has time to get to know and get to learn each person individually to be able to properly treat them? Nobody. It's a rushed fucking system. The healthcare system as a whole is absolutely fucked. But the mental health side, no one has the time to actually dive into each individual patient at the level that it would take to truly figure out what was going on. They throw a medication at you. They're like, okay... You have these symptoms. These symptoms relate to a chemical imbalance. Here's the medication that is the chemical you're missing or the chemical that's going to balance you out. Hope it works. You're handed a coping mechanism. Medications are coping mechanisms. That's it. It doesn't matter what they are. If there is a condition and you are using a medication for it, it is to help deal with certain symptoms. A lot of the staff in this field are in it to help people like they want to feel like they're helping but like I said a lot of them are asleep so they're not actually trying to help like I don't want to say it's money-based but that is a factor and they like to feel like they're helping but they don't want to put in like a lot of effort so being able to just throw someone like a quick fix air quote cure or something to manage their symptoms they think that they've helped this person when they actually didn't they just masked the problem I actually was one of the people that went into my doctor and was diagnosed as clinically severely depressed. Everything makes sense looking back. But my point is I walked in and I was given a fucking sheet and I filled out certain symptoms. I checked if I had them or didn't. And then they just used the number scale of how I answered the fucking test basically 
diagnose if I was depressed or not. Like, it was fucking pathetic. And they put me on Zoloft, which is an antidepressant. I never took it. But they prescribed it to me. And I was just like, all right. The way that they just so quick just threw the fucking medication at me made me laugh and, like, disgust. I was like, what the fuck? Like, y'all didn't even take two seconds to actually ask what I was going through, what was going on. Like, y'all just threw a medication at me. Okay, cool. And I know people are going to come at me. Not everybody's experience is like that. I get it. But too many people's are. And the prescription of medications and the diagnosis of certain disorders is just thrown around like it's no big deal. So something else that definitely needs to be taken into consideration is how complex human beings are. There is so much shit that we don't know about why we are the way we are and why and how we operate the way that we do. There is so much like confusion because no one's the same. Like I said, trying to figure this shit out. Good luck. There are so many things that science still has no explanation for. There's so many things that happen and there's so many elements to human beings as a whole that no one can fucking explain. So I will cut the field of psychology some slack because there's so many things you can't explain. There's so many things that we do not understand. And in a world where everybody wants immediate results and immediate relief and to feel better fast, they kind of have to deal with it. They kind of just have to throw out what shuts people the fuck up because it's an overwhelming amount of people that are like running for help. But you want to get into marketing. A lot of the reason that people are constantly frantically looking for cures for the way that they feel is because they're being taught that the way that they feel is wrong. Look at marketing. Marketing is meant to poke a hole in everything that you think you should be going on. So by marketing and social media and everything going on in like the new age of like this generation is fucking everybody up mentally because we're being told we should feel like this. We shouldn't feel like this. We should have all of these things accomplished by this age. And if you don't, something's wrong with you. One size fits all does not work. No one fucking knows what's good for anybody. Like you have to figure that out for yourself. Like society as a whole has failed itself. Like I want to say like society has failed me, but I'm part of it. Like society has failed itself. Everyone is just trying to make money in their marketing shit to make everyone feel bad about the way that they feel. So they'll buy their product. Little do they know it's just causing so much pain to people. Like, yeah, you made your money, but everyone is fucked up in the head now. Like, I feel so bad for the people that have to grow up in this day and age. Like, holy shit, dude. I don't want to have kids. Like, I've always wanted to have kids, but I'm so scared of what the fuck the world is turning into. Like, I don't want to bring something into this world and bring it into this shit show. And then God forbid something happens to me and I fucking die and it's stuck here by itself. Oh my God, no. Like, I would lose my fucking shit. And science is very behind because in order for something to be scientifically figured out and proven, it takes time. So we're over here experiencing shit as it's happening. And science isn't catching up for years. So all the research and all the cures and all the shit that we think we know is years behind. But besides that, nowadays you got access to any information you want. So... When you feel like something's wrong with you, if you're experiencing something that you feel is off, you can look up shit. You can go online. You can go to doctors. Like everything is so advanced that 
People experience something and then go hunting for a solution and a quick fix. Whereas if you didn't go running from yourself and running from what you're feeling and experiencing, you might be able to find something that will actually work. So running away and trying to find all these solutions is taking you away from yourself. You're distracted and you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Wake up, babe. There's nothing wrong with you. It's understandable. If you would just look at why you are the way that you are and why you do the things that you do, you will see that you had to adapt certain behaviors at a certain point in your life to survive. Whatever you were dealing with, you had to learn to be or act a certain way or cope in a certain way that helped you. When you're no longer in a situation that you had to cope with, if you still do the coping mechanisms that helped you with nothing to cope with, it's going to start to hurt you. So you just got to try to understand yourself and why you do what you do. There's a fucking answer to it. It just lies inside you, not outside of you. So when you're out here hunting for the solution, you're fucking yourself. Something people genuinely do not understand is when you grow up in an invalidating household where your emotions are not seen, they're discredited, they're invalidated, that it will fuck you up. That seems so small, but it is the cause of so many other things. So an example is borderline personality disorder. The diagnosis, you're supposed to have five out of the nine symptoms. I used to have eight of them, and so did my sister. We were never clinically diagnosed, but upon looking at all the behaviors we were exhibiting and all the shit that we thought was wrong with us, as soon as we went into, why are we doing what we're doing? How is this? How did this come about? If you look at a certain behavior you have and you play the tape backwards, how could someone end up at this place doing this thing or thinking this way? You will start to see all the things that happened for you to get there. So the invalidating household thing, whenever you were feeling a bad emotion, if your parent looked at you and was like, there's no reason to be upset. Why the fuck are you upset? Boom, you're instantly invalidated. So you're still going to feel sad or upset regardless of what everybody else around you says. So when you're little, you are dealing with the contradiction. So you feel a certain way, your parent tells you, no, you shouldn't feel that way, or no, you don't feel that way. So you're dealing with the way that you feel, plus now you have to deal with the contradiction that you feel. Your inside does not match your outside. Your reality is a contradiction. So most of your time is going to be focused on dealing with the contradiction and trying to get away from that or trying to like figure out a way to cope with feeling like shit and also having to function. This is a very important time for you to be learning how to regulate your emotions, but you are not ever going to be in the position to learn how to regulate them if you don't even believe them or everyone's invalidating them. So with borderline personality disorder, it's basically you lack the skills to regulate your emotions, and it is understandable. I know that sounds insensitive, and it's like a simple quick fix. It is so complex, but at the root cause of it, that's it. Constant invalidation and gaslighting that never allowed you to learn how to fully deal with your emotions. You were just dealing with the constant contradiction and trying to fight the way that you felt. So when you have these emotions that you feel now as an adult, and you don't know how to fucking deal with them, you're going to exhibit the behaviors of borderline personality disorder. Hello? With anxiety, people do not know how to regulate their emotions. I know that there's so much more to it, but hang on. 
Anxiety is not fucking bad. Every human being feels it. It becomes debilitating when you do not know how to control it. By sitting in it and working with it, you will learn to control it. You will never learn how to surf if you don't get in the fucking water. If you don't go get in the fucking waves, you will never learn how to ride them. So when you have all these emotions come up and this anxiety come up and all these anxious thoughts, if you keep running from them, you will never learn how to surf them. Go get in the fucking water. Get in those thoughts. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt like hell. You're going to freak the fuck out. Like learn how to control yourself. Learn how to control your emotions as much as you can. After you've done that, or if you need help doing that, go get it. But trying to get a fucking Xanax just to shut it up, that's not the way to go, babe. Oh, and a little fun fact about anxiety. You know how when you wake up in the morning and you're like stressed out or you feel like a little bit of like panic? Your cortisol levels are higher in the morning. That's why you feel stressed out when you wake up. And some mornings you do, sometimes you don't. But when you do wake up and you're stressed out, that could be a cause of it. So that's just something for you to know. (laughs) And no, I will not be talking about eating disorders in this episode because I'm going to make an entire podcast episode about eating disorders. And then I'm going to make another one after that with my diet tips and all the shit I've learned about weight loss and gaining muscle and all that. But eating disorders also kind of apply to everything I'm saying in this. But that's such a fucking big cookie to try and crumble that I'm going to give it its own episode. Oh my god, that was a terrible analogy. I am not making a fat joke. Talking about crumbling a cookie. (laughs) So now let's flip this into the opposite side of you're the patient going in, okay? Like I said, the psychiatrist or whoever is going to diagnose you is going to look at you with the tone of like, you have a problem and I'm trying to figure out what your problem is. Because you're walking in and saying, I feel this way, this way, and this way. And they're immediately going to be like, oh no, that's not good. We're going to try and figure out how to fix that. So immediately, right off the bat, you are being reflected that there is something wrong with the way that you feel. And when you walk into a practitioner's office, they are kind of in the place of authority. So you're going to them, you trust them, you trust their judgment, and if they're looking at you like this and basically trying to figure out what's wrong with you, you're going to feel like you have something wrong with you. It's a whole different taste when someone tries to understand why you are the way you are versus trying to figure out all these problems you're having to diagnose you with something. And this whole process kind of demonizes your emotions and makes them bad, Because when you walk in and say, I'm feeling sad, or I'm feeling hopeless, the practitioner is going to look at you and be like, oh no, that's not good. Let's figure out how to not feel that. Most of the times they'll ask you why, but once they hear what you're going through that's made you sad, okay, well, to help you deal with this, here's a fucking antidepressant. Here's some Xanax for when you start getting anxious. You know what I mean? All of us feel like we have something wrong with us. We do. Like, it's just the fucking base of it. And we all struggle with feeling like we're not good enough. I swear to God, it's all of us. You're not alone in that. But when you walk into this practitioner's office and you are feeling this way, and then they give you a diagnosis of you have this problem, this is what's wrong with you, you feel validated. You just got confirmation that the way that you feel was right. Like, you felt like something was wrong with you, and they just confirmed that. You're going to be relieved because you're going to be like, oh, fuck, finally, yeah, it makes sense because I've been feeling like this. So it feels good to have that diagnosis. You finally have an explanation for the way that you feel. 
that's what you think. You think that's the explanation for the way that you feel. You think the depression or the anxiety or the ADHD is the like cause. And that's what is the real reason you feel the way that you do. And then you stop looking. You stop looking for the real reason of what it is causing it. Which is a very lengthy process. It's so fucking long. And so many people throw the responsibility of figuring it out onto their practitioner. Whoever's trying to help them. They're there to help you sort shit out. You're supposed to be doing the reflective work on your own and going to them when you hit a block or when you need a new perspective or you need help. There's nothing wrong with seeking help, but I think a lot of people throw the totality of their healing and their reflection onto whoever's working with them, which isn't feasible. Like they they don't have enough time in the fucking day to learn about you and all of their other clients to the level that you need to, to actually get to the bottom of it. Like you're responsible for the most of it. You're responsible for like the heavy part of it, which nobody wants to be. Everybody would rather just hear a fucking diagnosis and run with it. So I get it. Like it totally makes sense why people do. So now I want to move into why a lot of people claim their disorder so fucking hard and make it their personality trait, because that's very common on social media right now from what I'm seeing. And I'm not going to be as mean as you would think about this one. Let's use depression as an example for what I'm about to talk about. So let's say someone is going through life and shit is just really hard for them. Like they're constantly disappointed They try everything that everybody else does, but it doesn't work out for them. Like shit just seems to be more difficult for this person than other people. Like they feel like they're at a disadvantage somehow because shit's just not working. It's hard and they can't really find an explanation for it, a rhyme, a reason. Like they're just pushed to a point where they feel like no matter what they do, it's like pointless. It's not going to work. It's not going to help them. If someone is feeling this way, and they are diagnosed with a condition that is their savior. So daily life, everyone's going to expect this person to operate normally. If there's no indication physically that something's wrong, then you're expected to perform and you're expected to function and you're held to a certain standard. So this person that is feeling like at a huge disadvantage and is so fucking disappointed by everything and shit's just not working for them, they're expected to still perform, air quote, and like function despite how they're feeling. So normal life is going to seem more difficult for them because they're battling something that other people can't see and other people don't understand. Because typically when you try and talk to someone about shit you're going through, they'll be cool with it the first couple of times and then they're going to get to the point where they think that you're bitching and complaining and you're just going to be seen as like a whiny motherfucker. And things are not going to make sense. Like most people are not aware enough to actually be able to conceptualize of what you're going through when you go to them and say, I feel hopeless. So if someone's feeling this way and they're having these experiences and they go and they get diagnosed, they're like, thank fucking God. Like, finally, everything makes sense. I have something wrong with me. And then they can tell people, oh, I'm depressed. I'm clinically diagnosed as depressed. I'm clinically diagnosed as anxious. I have ADHD, that's why I can't focus on anything. They have something now where they can tell it to people and be cut slack. If someone says, I am clinically depressed, they're immediately like no longer held to the expectations of a seemingly normal functioning person. So they get relief. 
That's totally understandable. Like, why the fuck would you want to function if you're feeling all of these things? If you feel like no one's cutting you slack, I can see where someone would want to go seek out something to help them be cut slack. And a lot of people don't realize that they're doing this. And we're going to get into how these diagnoses like help you avoid responsibility in a minute. And I'm going to have to like show some tough love. But just my point with this of like, I can understand and see why someone would want to flaunt their like mental disorder because it, it makes people see, Hey, something's wrong with me. So like when someone is handicapped, you can physically see that they're missing a limb or they're in a wheelchair or they have some kind of deformity you know immediately not to hold them to a certain standard. You know immediately like you have to cut them some slack and be more understanding. So when someone gets a clinical diagnosis and keeps bringing it up, that's them waving their little white flag. That's them letting everybody know, hey, I'm in a wheelchair. I have something working against me. So don't expect the same things you'd expect out of a normal person. This can also be used as a form of protection from criticism. Because people are not going to criticize someone with something wrong with them. Then they're immediately the asshole. Like, if you go make fun of someone for being handicapped, you're a fucking dick. Like, what's wrong with you? Honestly, what the fuck is wrong with you to unprovoked go make fun of somebody as it is? But the people that throw out their diagnosis are less frequently attacked and criticized and bullied and shit. Because it's like an instant way for people to feel bad for you so they don't criticize you. And this also makes total sense. But I do want to go back to the depression thing really quick. Um, If you are having experiences where you're at a place where you feel hopeless. So if shit is going wrong in your life and you keep trying things and they're not working. No shit. You feel hopeless. No fucking shit. Given the experiences you've had. If you're at a point where you feel hopeless and like why even bother? There's nothing wrong with that. Like anybody in your position that was dealing with that and what you've been through would feel the exact same fucking way. So don't judge yourself for the way that you feel, no matter what it is, because the way you feel is never wrong. Because the way that you feel is based off of the thoughts that you're thinking and the experiences you're having and the meanings you assign to those experiences. So if you keep having fucked up shit happening to you, of course you're going to like just want to give up. Anyone would. And a lot of people are at the point where they want to. This is so much more common than you think. Because when you hear of a random suicide, someone does not just wake up one day and be sad and kill themselves. It is a prolonged and like extended period of time where they're feeling the same way. And they've tried and tried and tried to stop feeling this. They've tried to fix it. It doesn't work. Like someone, it's not just a rash decision to kill yourself. Like that's what people don't fucking get. It's you're suffering with these certain feelings for so long that one day you just have enough and you off yourself. But my point is so many more people are suffering with hopelessness and feeling like just fucking for what than you think. So many people are on the verge of suicide right now that you have no idea about. So you're not alone with the way that you feel. Not at all. Like so many more people deal with this than you think I deal with it. I've been there multiple times. Everyone would just look at me and think everything's fine. But I have been to that brink so many fucking times. And I'm not saying that for like 
anything other than to make you feel seen. Because you would look at me and think there was nothing fucking wrong like that, to that extent. But bitch, I'm right here with you. I just had a fucking three-day meltdown about how hopeless I felt and how disappointed I was. But when you're in those emotional states and when you're like hopeless and you're like, fuck it, for what? That is your sign. You need to do something differently. Something needs to change. Now you can look for a medication. You can look for a air quote cure to fix the problem or You can look for the changes that you need to make. There's two different directions you can go in. And the mental health community does not typically go in the one where you help yourself. They run to the one of like shove a medication down your throat and do all these different things. They don't like personal accountability. They don't like taking control of your own life and helping yourself and making the changes that you need to make so you don't feel so helpless. Changing your thought patterns, questioning your beliefs and the meanings you're assigning to experiences. That shit will shift your mindset in two seconds and it will shift your entire everything because the way that you feel about something is based off of your perception of it. So the way that you're looking at something is dictating how you're feeling about it. If you can change the way you look at something, it will immediately change the way you feel about it. And when I learned this, I exercised this for like years. Like I've been doing this for a long time and it's helped me so much. And that is why I created my app because I was at a point where I couldn't find help. What everyone else was doing wasn't working for me. It never worked for me to feel better. So I figured it out for my fucking self. And now I turned it into a resource for other people. I'm not plugging my app right now to plug it. So I'm like, Ooh, people, everyone go download. Everyone go so I can make some money. Like my point is I found something that works for me and now I'm sharing it with other people. This is just a very fitting position. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. But I'm telling you personally, from my experience, this is what's helped me. This is what has gotten me off the ledge so many times. This is what has instantly shifted my reality so many times is the questions that I ask myself And the shit that I've put into my app, like all the journal prompts, all the different topics you can go into, there's questions in each one, and they're meant to flip your perspective about what you're going through. My app is called Positive Focus for a reason. (laughs) I will put the link in the description of this podcast if you want to check it out. I really hope you do check it out because it's been really helpful for me. Like I use it as a tool because I can think rationally and I can think logically when I'm not upset. But when I am upset about something, I actually go into my own app and use it. Because like I said, when I'm in the high emotional states, I can't think logically. I'm not seeing things correctly. So when I go in, I already have like the logic and the reason set out for myself so I can use it. You know what I mean? Like think myself out of shit and think in a better direction. So people always yelling about their disorder. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm this. I'm that. It's their immediate way of being relieved of the pressure to behave a certain way or to do certain things. Like it's letting people know, like the example with the handicap, it's letting people know I'm in a wheelchair. I'm mentally in a wheelchair. Like I don't, something's wrong with me upstairs and the way that you are able to handle things, I have some kind of deficiency. So you need to cut me slack. You need to be understanding to me. But the part that I don't understand is when people try to use it as an excuse. That I do not fuck with because I am very big on 
personal accountability and taking responsibility for shit and owning up when you need to. I do not think that these overpopularized mental disorders and diagnoses, the ones that I've mentioned in this, are an excuse or should ever be allowed to be an excuse for blatant disrespect or being inconsiderate towards others. I get it. You're dealing with your own shit. You have your own things you're worrying about, but that's not an excuse for you to disregard others. And a lot of people use it to not have to take on responsibility. Like they don't push their self and make their self actually work towards something or do something. Like they just use it to be able to sit on their ass. I'm like, what? Because I'm not like that. Everyone wants to get out of having to do shit. I like to do shit. (laughs) But you can absolutely tell when someone is milking their diagnosis as an excuse versus when they're not. They're just letting you know that they have it. And I just want to let all y'all fruitcakes know that do milk your fucking diagnosis and use it as an excuse. We all think you're fucking pathetic because none of us can say it because then we're, we're, we're the bad people for making fun of someone that's handicapped because when we call you on your fucking shit, you like to flip into the victim role. But we know when you're milking it. If you use your diagnosis as an excuse to be an asshole, eat shit. This is where all you bitches are going to want to fight and tussle, but let's do it. Like I will totally take into consideration if someone has some sort of deficiency or issue or something working against them. I will totally always take that into consideration, but I will not let you use it as a crutch. I will not let you use it as an excuse when it comes to me. I'm very fair and I'm very understanding. And I will always cut slack when there, it needs to be cut. Like, I'm aware enough to know when someone needs help versus when they're just fucking around. And that's what a lot of people are doing nowadays on social media is they're using this shit as, like, an excuse. And they're also doing it for, like, pity and sympathy. Like I said, the whole cut me slack thing. People use it to be quirky. People use it to be like, look, yeah, well, I'm struggling with this thing. Look how strong I am. I'm dealing with this. Look at and I'm doing so good. Look at It's a weird like fucking dynamic and I'm watching it unfold and so much in the younger generations and I'm like, oh my God. Like I'm 23 and I'm over here like in the, yeah, I watch it in the younger generations. Like I'm not fucking Gen Z over here. Jesus Christ. I just feel mentally like 105. I don't get it. I don't relate to these fucking people. These little teeny boppers, I don't get it. So I do want to offer a solution to you guys because... Like I said, I recently went through one of these deep, like, pits of, like, a depressive episode. I don't know what the fuck to call it or what to label it. Because it's, I don't want to call it depression. But I went through this period where I felt this just, like, I'm done. Like, I'm sick of it. I'm tired. Like, I'm just done trying. And it just made me so fucking sad. And it's just this feeling state. It's just this wake up one day and you have this all of a sudden like sense of like doom and you're just fucking over it. You're sick of it. You're ready to just throw your fucking hands up. I have these often like every few months I'll get one of these episodes every single time I have one of these like it's like a roller coaster or like a ditch. Like if you are walking in a field and there's this giant hole in the ground, I'm talking like 50 feet fucking down. And it's like 10 feet like diameter. So like you fall into this hole and it's like you're sitting at the bottom of it. And you're like, what the fuck do I do? You're meant to go into it 
because there is a treasure at the bottom. Every single fucking time I go through one of these episodes where I'm really, really sad, it always leads to me becoming aware of something huge. I fall into the fucking pit of, I'm hopeless, I'm tired, I'm done, I just want to lay here at the bottom of this hole. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore. And then I'll find the treasure, which is the awareness, or whatever I needed to learn, will come to my awareness, and then I will get the urge to climb out. Not that something comes to save me and pulls me out. I get that I want to go again. Not that I'm hopeless anymore. And then I go with the new realization that I've had and it, I pull myself out of the hole and I keep fucking walking forward. A few months later, I have a new ditch that I fall into. That's just how it keeps going. And I've learned to start getting excited when these happen because I know I'm meant to become aware of something fucking huge. Like I'm about to make a huge change to my life. Now, a lot of people get stuck in these holes because they try to cope their way out of them. I lay in the bottom of them for like three days. I will just sit there in the shitty fucking feelings and the whole fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'm done with everything. Like I will just let myself feel it. And then through venting about it to like my mom or my sister or my friends, like I'll just vent about it. I won't act on it. I'll just vent about it and like sit with how I'm feeling. And then the realization will come after, as I'm like venting every time I swear. But other people will see themselves in this hole and shame themselves. Oh my God, look at how much you have to be grateful for. They find something wrong with the way that they feel and they try to shame themselves into getting up and it doesn't work. Or they try to ignore the fact that they're in the hole. They try to numb it out. Drugs, alcohol, they try to numb out the way that they're feeling. That gets you stuck in the hole. The only way out is through. So if you want to get out of the emotions that you're feeling, you have to go through them. You have to feel them. Let the emotions hang out. Like, just hang out with them. Sit with them. They're there to tell you something and teach you something. So pay attention. Quit running from it. I get it, bitch. Let me me slow it down because I understand the coping thing. I cope. Everybody copes. Sometimes it's just too much. And you're like, I don't want to deal with it yet. But you'll cope for a little bit. And then you'll be ready to face them. And that's fine. I could do an entire podcast on coping. I'm probably not going to because that's a slippery fucking slope. Like this one is not. I'm over here at the water park with these fucking topics I keep picking. (laughs) But yeah, I've just learned with the hole. Every time I get in the hole, there's a realization to come out of it. But it is really hard to remind yourself of like, there is something coming out of this while you're in it. Because every single time I go through it, I forget. I'm really down and I'm just like, this might be it. But every single time, I come out of it and I find a little treasure and then I'm on my fucking way. But that's the way that I've wrapped it up in my mind is like I find a little treasure. But I promise like awareness will set you free. That is the only thing that will set you fucking free. That is the little treasure. So let's use an example from my podcast episode number eight, expressing your uncomfortable. So remember how I said I've never felt considered by people and I've always just felt People don't really give a fuck. That pushed me into a hole one time. I was at the bottom of the hole of like trying to deal with people is fucking useless. I'm always let down. I'm always hurt. It's just pointless. Like I literally got to the point where I was so helpless. Like why even bother trying to be around people? Why even bother trying to rely on others or like hope for the best? Like every time I had tried to have hope, I was let down. I got pushed into one of those holes And then I got the awareness of how I was contributing and how if I want to be considered, 
I need to express the true way that I'm feeling. If I want people to accommodate me and to show me that they care about me, I have to put them in positions where they can show that. And I wasn't doing that. So that was the little treasure that I got that made me want to get the fuck up and climb out of the hole and keep running because that's what I did. I realized I wasn't as hopeless as I thought and there was things that I could change and the way that I was living had to fully shift. But that's the thing a lot of people don't want to do. They don't want to see where they have control and where they need to be accountable. So they stay stuck in the hole. They don't gain the awareness. Or if they do gain the awareness, they'll talk themselves out of it. You can't really though. You can't talk yourself out of awareness, babe. Once it hits you and hits your consciousness, you're fucked. You can make the change or you can die in the hole. But sitting at the bottom of that hole is going to become a lot more uncomfortable once you become aware. You're not just going to be able to sit there and throw your hands up anymore because you're going to become aware of there are things you can do and there are changes to be made. So then you're going to be at a part of like, well, fuck. I just had a realization while I was filming this. I'm a very visual person. So when I keep saying the fall in the hole and the shit like that and like there's a treasure in it, I'm very visual. I like images and I see awareness as images and like visuals. So like I said, when you're walking through the field, it's like you have a map in your hands and you're following this map and then over time, shit just ain't working. It's not taking you to the right fucking spots. It's like defective. It's not working. You're frustrated. You're pissed off. You don't know what to do. You're like hopeless with this fucking map. Then you fall in the hole. Then you find a new map. So like the treasure I keep talking about is awareness. So like you gain the awareness, you find the new map of the new route you can take. Because at the point when you had that map and you've exhausted all your options, you don't see any more routes. You don't see anything else. So your only way to find more is to fall into that fucking pit and find that new map. Like your emotions, like I said, are meant to teach you something. So you need to go into that fucking pit to find your new avenues for life, to find the changes you need to make, to find the new paths to go down. That's what's in the bottom of the hole. So get excited when you get depressed, bitch. And then hang out, and then you're going to find the new map in like three to five business days. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. It's a lot harder, but that's a visual I can give you because that's what it's like for me. So since I mentioned my app, I am going to tell you, if you have some kind of mental disorder or diagnosis, you can plug that into the journal topic of pain and injury. Just plug in what you've got for that and ask yourself those questions. I don't want to spoil it and tell you what I think you're going to become aware of, but I will tell you, a lot of awareness awaits you with that one, bitch. Like, you better get ready, and you got to be ready to face yourself once you start digging into why you have the diagnosis you have and how it's benefiting you. As soon as you flip and start looking at that, just watch. And another one you can look at if you're trying to look at old behaviors and old beliefs and, like, rework those um, is not getting something that you want. That prompt will really help you become aware of the shit that is like no longer serving you and what's actually holding you back. Like I said, I'll put the link in the bio of this if you want to check it out. It's available on iPhones and Androids. It's called Positive Focus. It's the blue one with the eye, real aesthetic, real pretty. I tried to make it look futuristic, like we looking into the future. Like that's so raven, this bitch. <laughs> I really did not base it up that's so raven. I just came up with that. That was funny. But yes, the biggest takeaway I want every single person listening to this to take is there's nothing wrong with the way that you feel. Start looking at why you feel the way that you feel. What is making you feel the way that you feel? 
That's where the answer lies. If you enjoyed this episode, will you leave my podcast five stars, please? Thank you so much. Like, I'm asking you like you're going to respond to me, but just do it. Please. <laughs> Reviews really help me. And if you do get my app, will you leave that a five-star rating too? Because that really helps with the app. Like, the podcast is, like, cute, fun, but it really helps the app when you leave that one review. And if you have any suggestions of how I can make my app better, DM me on Instagram. I'll put my Instagram in the description of this also. Just message me because I'm always trying to improve. And if you guys have any ideas of shit, let me hear them. That's all I got for this episode. Thank you for coming to my Sunday service. Whether you're listening to this on Sunday or not, I put out new episodes every Sunday. So this is our church. (laughs) Oh, happy new year. I never said that to anybody. Like, sorry, I'm an asshole. Like, I never even mentioned it's a whole ass new year. But happy new year, everyone. And I will talk to you next Sunday.